0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. Thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day, I am your host, Chris Maselli from milehighsticking.com, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche, and today's episode brought to you by rockauto.com. All right, well, Avalanche have sealed this series closed. Pretty much a dominating performance uh, like it has been over the entirety of this series. Two games in a row, 7-1 uh, to one scores. And uh, we are going to get into everything there is to get into. Kyle Sullivan's coming back on the show today. And we're going to break a lot of the things down. What the Avalanche did right, which is basically everything. Uh, we had talked last time Kyle was on, actually... Um, which was the last game talking about what did the avalanche need to, was there anything that the avalanche needed to improve on? Cause there's always something you can pull out of a game and say, like, well, we need to, you know, maybe work on this a little bit. And we both kind of were like, not much. Uh, and they pretty much recreated what they did in game four into game five, maybe even more so. And, We will, like I said, break a lot of that stuff down. Just from a a series perspective, this is what you wanted to see from the Colorado Avalanche. And and I think last year taught them a lot. Not the Sharks series. The Calgary series. Calgary was number one. Avalanche were number eight. Avalanche beat them. They lost game one and then four in a row. And I think Colorado didn't want to, I say didn't want to do that, clearly they didn't want to lose a series, but they didn't want this series to go a full seven games. They knew that they were the better team and the quicker that you put those teams away and the the less you let those teams hang around and build confidence of their own and you lose confidence in the process, then it just turns into a completely different series and the Avalanche did not let that happen here. They knew from the onset uh, they had a, a tremendous game plan. They knew that they were better, the better team, and they just they went to, they went to town. <laughs> That's all you can really say. Now this is not how it's going to be. At, you know, this like any playoffs are as you go down the line, games get harder and harder and harder. So, but it was good to really have um, a, a really good confidence booster of a series. You had that one game where Kemper was all over the place. You couldn't beat him. Fine. And you responded. And you responded double time. Two 7-1 games, you don't see that a lot. So I think this really um, maybe had the avalanche coming out of the shadows. Because this is going to turn a lot of heads. Not necessarily that people weren't expecting them to do this. They clearly were. I think most people... Uh, if you looked at polls, which I really didn't, if you just had people voting who's going to win this series, not even in uh, five games, six games, or seven games, or four games, not even that, just who's going to win the series, it probably was very heavily skewed in the Avalanche favor. Because people know that they're the better team, but the, in the fashion they did it, um, I think it, I, I don't want to say it turned a lot of heads of people in the know and people in the NHL world. Uh, But maybe like those casual fans, they see 7-1, 7-1, and they're like, wow, maybe we should pay attention to this Avalanche team. So they got the attention of more than just your uh, NHL-focused fan. So yeah, let's really dig deep into this one, and let's get Kyle on the line And we're going to talk about it. Avalanche moving on to play who we don't know yet, uh, but we should in the very near future. So before we get to Kyle, real quick message about Rock Auto and rockauto.com. They've been sponsors before, so you're pretty familiar with them. If you need anything for your car, top to bottom, the colder weather is coming. I know it's only mid-August, but it is around the corner. And whatever you need to do to get your car ready for those seasons, definitely head over to rockauto.com. Pretty much any part you can think of, they have it for any car you can think of. And at the checkout, when they ask, where did you hear us? Be sure to type in Locked On. So check out rockauto.com right now. And right now, we're going to get Kyle Sullivan back on the show. Here we go. All right. And we are back once again with Mr. Kyle Sullivan. And uh, yeah, and honestly, I, for like a hot second, considered just like reposting the show from Monday <laughs> to see if anybody really knew the difference because, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty similar. You had said uh, Tuesday, waking up on Tuesday, and I, I was right there with you. When you have games like they had on Monday, um, you just yeah you just feel like you're a part of something. Yeah. <laughs> even even though you know what I mean, like there's millions of Avalanche fans. You do you just feel you just feel so good waking up the next morning uh, after a victory like that. This uh, I mean, we're, we're re- we are recording this after the game, so uh, you know by the time people are listening to us, it's going to be morning. So we'll just go ahead and say we are probably have woken up and feeling as good as we did on Tuesday, maybe even better because the series is clinched. Avalanche are moving on. They got that first series out of the way. They they are not the, and I said this in the first opening segment, they are not the Calgary Flames from last year. And that in itself, minor victory. It's not the ultimate victory, but it is a small victory. So let's start with... This game in particular, and then we'll talk about uh, the whole series and where the ads go from here. So you had said, you know, and there was really not much to work on, and you're right from the last game, but, man, which game is, was better? <laughs> was, was game four better? Was game five better? Let's start with, like, your take on this whole thing. This game, um,
1: they went out, got that early lead, and both teams put it in cruise control. And if you wanted to get a lower-level analysis on what the ABS can do when they don't try, apparently it's the same result when they want to go out there and send a message.
0: And that was my question. Like, you know, like what what was going to – what Avs team was going to show up? Were, were they going to – and I say, you know, take the foot off the gas. Not that they were going to slow down, but um, I said in yesterday's show, do they just – wait and see how things materialize. Just don't get behind. That was the big thing. Don't get behind. And they didn't in a very big way, put up another three. It seems like these, like the goals are coming in threes for them during this entire series and uh, Kadri got one relatively early. Right. Um, And then and, and that, that's what I wanted to see I, I, because you want to play with the lead when you are going up against a team that is fighting for the playoffs lives. Um, there's just so much, many good things to say about this Colorado Avalanche team and the way that they played in this game, which had a lot riding on it for them, um, is just another piece of t- when you talk about this team, just saying like they are a complete fleshed out team and how they handle every situation so far in the playoffs has been exactly how you want a playoff caliber or a championship caliber team to handle it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Tonight, um, I I was watching on the uh, NBC broadcast, and Mm -hmm. um, it felt very – the announcers, everyone involved, it was more of a vindicating almost – they were getting behind Colorado in every aspect of the game, and they were singing their praises. And it was almost like, okay, you can you got past this first round. We wondered what you would do with that slow defense that we talked about all series mm-hmm. that Arizona was going to come out with. That was their first test, and now that they passed it, this is Colorado. This is the team we were telling you about, and everybody should get behind this team. Right. I, I've <laughs> been hearing so many talking heads saying they enjoy watching Colorado Avalanche games because they could score it well. Everybody scores the team mentality there's we're becoming the media darling, which is very rare to avalanche fans, especially if you've been here for
0: a while. Yeah.
1: Um, It's
0: I I think, I think a lot of it is what's that.
1: I said it's refreshing.
0: Yeah. And I think for, for, you know, the casual hockey fan, um, they don't hear about the Colorado avalanche as much as they do the Pittsburgh penguins or the New York Rangers or Edmonton Oilers because of you know what I mean like it, it for for the casual hockey fan uh, they might hear of the avalanche and they know who they are obviously they're professional sports team but they're like oh they're good this year and it's like no like <laughs> I mean most of the time they're, they're they're pretty relevant save for you know a couple awful seasons which everybody has but it just seems like when the avalanche are good they're they're really really good yeah. Um and that's them right now. So I do. I think they are are becoming how you said, like the, the maybe the media darling team. But they could be that team that the casual fan is rooting for. Because, you know, I don't I don't I think the casual fan is sick of Pittsburgh. <laughs> um I'm trying to think more than of, just
1: the casual.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um I do. I, I think I think there's gonna be a like a, a good push of support behind this team that you're going to start seeing like if you follow like social media and stuff like that. I do, I do. I think that they're going to be, because because there's no reason to hate them. Absolutely. You know what it's, I mean?
1: The, yeah. Everybody contributes and there's not, there's no divas on the team. There's not, the way they play is a good, clean yeah. game. Right. Um, it's it's something you could really get behind well, and there's a good aura around the team right now.
0: And even uh, they were saying it on the broadcast when uh, JT Comfer scored that last goal to put him up seven to one. Yes. He didn't pump his fist. He didn't like throw himself into the boards. It was, they didn't even really celebrate it.
1: No, and he didn't even go down the line. And no,
0: okay. no. And, and they, they were talking about it on the broadcast of like, that's respect. That's respectful. You know, you're not going to whoop it up when you're up six to one and you make it seven to one with only like, you know, three or four minutes when he scored that goal the game was clearly in hand there and he acted like it and the whole team acted like it. So now I want to save this bit that we're doing because if all goes well and five, six years from now when the avalanche become a dynasty and win multiple cups and everybody hates them.
1: We can point to this. (laughs) We can
0: go back to this and say, remember the time when everybody loved the avalanche and then now we've become the new England Patriots of the, of the hockey world,
1: yeah. Remember when we embarrassed Taylor Hall of the New York Rangers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, a big thing that I think, and I mean, look at right now. Oh, okay. So Montreal just pulled ahead, and where I was going with that, there's. That was like the second period as we're recording this. Montreal just went ahead. The reason I brought that up is because, um. I think with the exception of the Vancouver-St. Louis game, all of the games today were elimination possible games. Mm-hmm. And if Philadelphia does not win the game against Montreal, Philadelphia will have been the only team that did not eliminate their opponent. Right. We will know that, obviously, when people are listening to this in the morning, we will have the answer to that. But as we are recording, Philadelphia's down going into the third. Um, and maybe that's kind of where I was heading with this was if Philadelphia is the only team that does not eliminate that has not eliminated their opponent, you don't want to be that guy, you, no. especially on, on what happened yesterday, four series could have been elimination games. And as of us recording this, it's three out of four and the Avalanche took part in that. And I just think there's something, you know, you, you let's just fast forward um, and if Philadelphia end, ends up winning this, and let's just say the Avalanche had lost, now you are that only team that did not eliminate your your opponent when you could have. And, I, and you know, if Philadelphia loses this game and they do want to win it, it doesn't really matter. But I think there's maybe just a little bit of, like, mind psyche going on. Because you would hit, you have to hear that for another day or two that, you know, there was – Four games of elimination games, and you guys were the only one that didn't do it. And the Abs don't have to deal with that right now. They just got yeah. it out of the way.
1: And only and the only thing that people are talking about with Philly is Carter Hart. It's the it's you true. guys can't score goals. Mm. Carter Hart's carrying you, well, and he, then you can't eliminate. That's that's a lot of mental right now.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah, we got the we got the flip, which I'm also a little concerned about going into the next series. That, like I mentioned earlier, we're the media darling. Like. Mm-hmm we are the team that everybody loves to watch because we're so flashy and we do all this, the scoring out the, like, out the roof. But <laughs> right, we haven't been in this position in a while where just normal people are turning on the game just to watch us and what yeah. we do. Right. And if we come out relatively flat in round two, that's more, pe- that's more buzz Right. Uh, more people talking about you, how we handle the upper echelon
0: now, now right, that we beat right, right. it. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, you're right. Because I think people are looking at it like, all right, you 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 flew through Arizona. You were supposed to. Um, and now, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but we, we don't know who the average can play, but there's possibles, obviously. Um, but yeah, a, and, and as you go, and I said this in the first segment, like now... The you know this is this is what tournaments are supposed to be. The further you go, the more difficult it's going to be, and the more challenges on your plate. So, let's see how the Avalanche handle. Um, for for this game, I think, like we said, you could not ask for a better first period. Uh, three goals. The Cadre goal put them up, and two power play goals. Uh, the first two goals were power play goals. Uh, Cadres and our boy Sammy G. Hey, that's I'm telling you, nailing one from the blue line. Um, looking great, yeah. So, both of those back to back, really only a few minutes apart. Uh, and then Kadri with the five on five goal, um, which was solid, by the way. That 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 goal that you know, that breakaway goal that he had. Um, (laughs) I saw a lot of people like on uh social media saying, like, oh, I feel bad for Kemper. I don't, I don't feel a I don't, I don't no. feel a shred of uh, remorse for him or feel bad for him. But he went – when Kadri scored that breakaway goal, the third goal in the first period, and he just whacked his stick against the – he knew it was over. He knew like two nothing after one, all right, let's, let's get back in. We can refresh. Let's, let's, you know, get back into the game. You could tell just by that reaction of him banging his stick against the goal post uh, that it was pretty much done.
1: Yeah, and to further add insult to injury, you had to let up a goal to Nikita Zadorov.
0: <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: mean that talk. It's like enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> pull him. <laughs> and he didn't. He he, he let <laughs> him stay in there for the rest of that period. It was only another yeah. minute or so, but um, that that was just a sick redirect. I mean, uh, I don't even know why Zadorov was there. He's right in front of the goal.
1: That's why I was, I was like, <laughs> why are you so deep in the n- slot? <laughs> I have
0: no idea. Um, but, yeah, I, and McKinnon was – that was a, a clear pass. Like, he – he, he, and I think he was almost going – I think Rantanen was there too, but it missed Rantanen's stick Yes, and went off to but uh, a solid re- redirect. And I'm not just saying this because Doros scored. I thought he played a lot better tonight. He did. He, he did. Yeah. He was –
1: he was really contributing. I felt, I felt all right with this play. He was, uh,
0: he He, must listen to the show. I think he does. He, yeah, he's an avid listener. Yeah. He completely takes what we say to heart. Absolutely. uh, Like any true professional should. Um, (laughs) But no, I did. I, I thought he, there were, there were some times where he was like hustling for a puck or a hustling down a defender or um, uh, uh, a coyote player who was in front of him. And he wasn't just, cause sometimes he, I watch him do that. And he just kind of like, Ah, uh, they beat me. I'll just, I'll just get to my position. But he, he seemed like he was, re- he had his hustle game on today. So I do, I liked how how he played. So. Um, and
1: you mentioned you
0: felt bad for
1: Kemper, or you were, how that's out there. The only reason I would feel bad for Kemper is he got them to that point, and in tonight's game, the Coyotes gave up on Kemper. They just stopped playing altogether and allowed yeah. him to just have to defend himself all night long. They gave him no help. That's the only
0: way I felt bad for him. That's true. I I would agree with that. Um, But just so much – while there was a lack of body language coming from the Coyotes players, there was a ton coming from him. Yes. Um, And I mentioned that, you know, him smacking a stick. And then that second McKinnon goal, who he got him less than a minute apart, those two goals – the second one that went in, like, if you watch Kemper, he just kind of, like, throws his hands up in the air, like, yeah. what do you want me to do? I, I can't yeah. stop all of these. This is just a barrage of shots. Yeah. Um, and these howitzers that are coming at me, like, I, w- you guys need to help me out here. And he kind of just threw his hands up. And I think, again, like, at the end of the first, he slammed a stick because he knew that was pretty much the nail in the coffin after one period. Yeah. And then the McKinnon one, where he just threw his hands up in the air while that was about halfway through he probably assumed like my night is over at that point and then let up another one to his door off and then Confer with the, the real late one, which was just, you know, I think they were just want like I said, they, they wanted uh, uh, well, it's not alliteration because that's with uh, letters, but I don't know what it's called when it's numbers, when numbers match up two days in a row. Is there a phrase for that? Sequential? Is that it? I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. I was homeschooled. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, that's great. If it wasn't um, a magic school bus, I don't know <laughs> right right that's awesome. um so let's see. We'll just go over the stats here and then we'll kind of talk about the whole series. So okay. again, shots on goal, Avalanche in the thirties thirty six to twenty four uh only two penalties they took today, which were who the heck were they? Who took the penalties? Oh, Jost. Took the and one penalty and the second. Burakovsky. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Nothing really egregious, but whatever. W- w- they weren't stupid penalties. I don't. I don't, not It's not sticking out to me that they were just boneheaded penalties.
1: What Burakovsky did, as soon as he got out of the box, Nuke made the same play and did not get called for it. So I felt mm. it was it was very ticky tacky.
0: Yeah. Um, but. Obviously, what sticks out here is the three out of four on power plays. Dude, like, if this team is clicking with the power play, I mean, it's going to be very tough. I'm not going to say impossible because there's good teams out there. It's going to be very tough to beat this Avalanche team four times. Yeah. It's going to be very, very tough. That's a, that's a big ask for any team. Um, player stats, Nate the Great, four-point game. Two and two. Uh, Comfer, two points. Uh, one of each. Downscoring assists. Nieto an assist. Kadri with the two goals. Uh, Landis Landiscog with the two assists. Burkowski with two assists. Rantanen with the two assists. And then on defense, en- defensive end, Makar with an assist. Zadoroff Zdorov with the goal. And Sammy G with the goal. That's two defensive goals. That's, you will it's take. been a while since we had that. Look good. Know. So, um, let me ask you: Who is your, I guess, series MVP? For is that a stupid question to ask you? No. Uh, okay. No. I, well, just because I figured I know who you're gonna say.
1: No, it's it's still a stupid question, but it's still, <laughs> still gonna be the same. <laughs> yeah. Nasim Kadri, it's got to be. Yeah. I mean, especially if things continue. Uh, I. Th- he's going to be racking
0: up some hardware in the playoffs well um you heard all season long even when they acquired him um it was because they needed offense they needed they they had to get out of that um mentality of their one-line team and uh people looking at the colorado avalanche as a one-line team they had to bring them in for um for, for secondary scoring. And you're hearing, I even heard in the, the post game on uh, the NHL network, how they were saying they asked, um, I can't remember who was on the, who was on behind the desk, but they're like, uh, did you expect this from Nazem Kadri? And he was like, yeah, that's what they brought him in here for. Like they brought, this is, this is exactly what they brought him in here for. I mean, he's going off the charts, but yeah. they wanted him to do this. So this just chalks – this brings it up to chalking up to Joe Sackick being a, a genius, more yes, or less. He, Kadri's making Sackick look awesome. But, yeah, I, I think this is what they wanted from him. This is what they expected him to do. Um, I And I and I have to agree with you. I mean, as amazing as Nathan McKinnon is, and I just think – I don't want to get to the point, and I don't think I ever will anyway, of taking Nathan McKinnon for granted um, – And I don't want to give it to Kadri just because of that, because you just expect Nathan McKinnon to do what he did. Yeah. But um, I said on yesterday's show to uh, who who to look out for in this game. And because Kadri's playing so well and because Nathan McKinnon is who he is and the focus is going to be on them, I said, look for guys to finally break out like Rantanen. But Rantanen had a a good series. I mean, I think he put up,
1: what, like – Five or six points.
0: Yeah, at least. At least that. Um, But look for guys, like, to get going. Like, a Landis Gog to have a a, – Landis Gog have, like, a four-point game or something like that. And that didn't – I mean, they had two points each, but the guys that have got you through this series won this series for you, again, in Kadri and McKinnon. So you just could not stop these guys this entire series.
1: See, I think the – what Kadri adds to the lineup this year compared to last year's playoff run – We had the three-headed monster on the top line. And it was, that's what you expected the offensive production to be. Lines two, three, and four were just hold the fort, wait for them to get rested, shift comes back in. Yeah, Teams were capitalizing on that the deeper the season went. Yeah. With with Kadri on that second line and the additions of Donskoy and whoever they put Kadri with, you don't have that get-through-nate – miko and gabe and then it gets easier for us it doesn't get easier <laughs> right right and all four lines are producing because they feel like they're contributing and nate can have his off games where he can be just a mere mortal instead of superhuman and we're yeah. not we're not going down and i think Kadri shifting the focus of how the offense is has uh Really paid dividends this year.
0: Well, and, and we look at, um, you know, Nathan McKinnon, who will always have offense, and offense on his mind mm-hmm. and be flying around. And if it's just not working for him that day, um, I think he's smart enough to know, like, okay, I can just adjust my game on the fly and look for other guys and, and, and they'll come through. And look what he did in Game One. Not a shot on goal, um, but he still had an assist, I believe, in that game. Yeah, he scored in every single game uh, game in the series. So that's just the scary part. <laughs> Is it, like your, your All Star player, you know, nine times out of ten will be flying all over the place and doing what he wants to do. But if there's a game where he's just off, or the other team has some system in place where they're they're able to I don't want to say shut him down. He's almost like Jordan. It's like, yeah, you, you, what was the phrase? Like you can't stop him. You just hope to contain him. Exactly. He can, he can adjust what he has to do and find guys like Cadre, you know?
1: And he, and Nate's playing with that mentality now that it's not all on him anymore
0: Mm. where
1: he doesn't have to show up. I don't know if you noticed in the first period he was playing really deep on the forecheck
0: in that first period early. Okay. And I
1: was like, when, I don't remember when Nathan McKinnon was yeah, playing,
0: true. He doesn't really do playing that.
1: deep on a four check. So he doesn't have to give hundred 110% every time he goes out there. And he's taking it easy and playing mm-hmm. a 200-foot game. And that just makes him even more dangerous, where he yeah. opens up more doors and more offensive scoring. Yeah. And I, I, really, I really like Nathan's play tonight, especially.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really uh, pick that stuff apart yet. But he, you're right. He doesn't like. I mean, he'll do that initially. Like he'll 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 get behind the boards, but he usually pops right out. Yeah. Uh, in front of the net because that's where he does his damage. So it makes sense. But um, yeah, I'll have to go back and, and watch that because that that would be, as, and then it just adds to his overall game. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know where he's going to do and uh, or who he's going to do it to. It's just. It's a thing of beauty to watch. So um, overall, obviously, this was a, a dominant series, save for one game. No pun intended with save. Um, <laughs> but um, so, I mean, we could we could talk about what the Avalanche did in the series all day long. It's well-documented if you're following the Avalanche. Um, so I guess you expect them or you want them to continue this into the next round, not knowing who they're going to go up against or what style they maybe have to – the game plan that they have to adjust. You can't assume they're just going to go in and have seven-to-one games no matter who they play. It doesn't matter yeah, who they play. Those days are over. You can't assume that. Yeah. Uh, but you you maybe can assume if they will – I guess kind of have the series in hand or the games in hand, like they did against Arizona. Um, who would they play? I think if they, let me see here. So if Dallas wins it, so say Dallas wins and Vancouver wins, they would play Dallas, Dallas because Vancouver is the lower seed. Um so, and then if Calgary wins, then that goes to Game Seven. So, if Dallas, if Dallas wins, they're pretty much playing down. I'm trying to figure out the St. Louis-Vancouver because if St. Louis comes back and beats Vancouver and they win that series, Vancouver is the four. Uh, I guess it's really up in the air right now. Who the heck they would play? But you're Dallas, Calgary, St. Louis, Vancouver. And is there anybody else? That's it, right? That's it. Who do you want them to play?
1: If I had to take a pick, uh uh-huh. Calgary. Really? Dallas is starting to put things together. I think our game in the round robin, we caught them kind of coasting, not really caring. It was round robin. Mm-hmm. But Dallas is starting to look like Dallas again, and I really don't want to have to go through that again. Okay, Calgary, we can – we match up with Calgary a little bit better. Yeah, yeah they're a little bit more rough, um, which being injured is not a great idea right now. But <laughs> Calgary, I think we match up better with them. I don't want to touch Vancouver right now at all. no at all they they look great
0: i i i think that series is going seven games st louis and vancouver i do let them get, uh, let them get tired yeah <laughs> let them beat each other up um yep. dallas i mean we'll know again this is another thing when we wake up tomorrow we'll have an answer um right no or is that tomorrow no that's tomorrow i'm Good. lying that's 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 tomorrow night
1: dallas and calgary is tomorrow
0: Yeah. tomorrow night which if you're listening to this one's release it's tonight tonight <laughs> So, okay, so then, I was, truth be told, Avalanche have, they're going to have a few days off. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really up in the air who they go up against. But I think, um, you know, the, the, the enthusiasm and the confidence is running sky high right now. Yeah. Um, even though, again, it was a team that you should have taken care of and you did re- relative, relative ease. So but um yeah, I, I think I think going what they went through last year and beating Calgary and seeing that, you know, firsthand, wow, we're the lower seed team and we did that to the number one seed. There's a ton of guys that are on this team that were on that team. So they know um they know it can happen. They know the the, the script can be flipped very quickly. So you kind of maybe expect a little bit of a, a letdown in the first game, maybe in the first few shifts, because they're going to have some days off depending on when these series end. If Calgary wins tomorrow night slash tonight, um, then that's a game seven there. St. Louis, Vancouver. That's ti- that's tied at two, right? Vancouver. So they still have, yeah, it is. Yeah. So Avs yeah, might have some time off here. And that's good and that's bad. It's bad when the games start back up again. Um, but do you think – I mean, do you think there'll be a little bit of a letdown? Just not just, – just naturally, not that they want to, just natural.
1: Yeah, I think it's because we're going to go right back to – I think what's going to help the Avalanche in the future, no matter who we match up against, is who can dictate the pace of play first. Who can get out there and – um navigate and enforce their will
0: first yeah
1: um it's going to be who grabs tempo first and can hold on to it this one it was we this first round it's out of the way and i think those are the best days we're going to see the rest are (laughs) going to get tougher yeah and we just it's uh if we could get out there and be the avalanche that we've seen early right i think it'll dictate the success it's just seeing how early the other team can uh capitalize on that right
0: right all right so the time has come sir i hope you have your three stars ready to go i do all right so uh we have three for three for you i don't know we'll have to wait we'll have to wait start with number three who's your number three i gotta go with grubauer tonight and you know what this is another time we haven't talked about it because you all again for the same reason i could have just re-released monday show i'm telling yeah. you it's just uh it, offensive explosion. The the goalie gets forgotten. Um yeah, and I'm a franco's guy of, of the two. Right. I love franco's but Groovy he looked good tonight, and it
1: was oh, actually yeah. tested a little bit more than he has been in the series. And twenty four some really good saves. Yeah. So Groove way to go!
0: All right, okay. And yep. the goal he let in. Uh, I mean, it was late. Obviously, it was it was nothing goal, but yeah. Um, whatever. <laughs> It's gonna let one in every once in a while. Yeah, of course. So, all right, I can I can dig that.
1: Number two. Yep. Nazem Kadri.
0: Whoa! Hey now. Yeah. Sorry to all do right. it to my boy. Okay. All right. all right. Yeah. All right. I mean, you can't argue that. Yeah. Uh, number
1: one is Nathan McKinnon.
0: All right. I mean, I mean when you got a four-point game, you kind of have to put that guy up there.
1: Four-point game. What the? Like I said earlier, the the four check just how incredible he was all night um, you have to give it to Nate yeah and I know in the regular season that's something you want to stay away from yeah three but, stars that aren't named Nate But yes. we yep. got to give it to Nate tonight.
0: absolutely absolutely um and then I I didn't uh set you up for this one but if you were to do a a three stars of the series I'm assuming it would be obviously Nate Kadri in whatever order you'd probably put Kadri at number one Nate at number two? Is that how you would do it? Yeah, Kadri, and then, Nate, and then who would be your number three?
1: Probably, uh, I would do three A, three B. Would be it'd be McCarr
0: and Grubauer. Yeah, and the thing, like I thought, McCarr was a little bit quieter tonight. I don't know why. I like he he was he was quieter. Yeah, and he
1: was he was uh, cycled in there at some weird times with some weird lineups. Yeah, I saw him popping on there with some Matt. Like I saw him on the Calvert line at one time. I was like, yeah, okay.
0: But yeah, he was quiet. So, and then here's the last thing, like, all right, Nathan McKinnon, obviously four point game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, four points really came in two periods. Uh, Cause the comfort goal was just assisted by Nieto. Uh, time on ice. What do you think Nathan McKinnon had? Uh, what do you think Nathan McKinnon's time on the ice was? Tonight?
1: 16, Mark?
0: 1346. Ooh. 1346. 13, 13, you didn't play the third. Oh. Huh. He did not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, there's no reason. Don't get the guy hurt. 13 minutes and 46 seconds four points
1: I'm gonna to have to take off my jersey how did I, I, I even I, not pick up on that uh, unless this is just a, unless
0: you know NHL.com is not updated for whatever reason I mean I'll hit the refresh button but um 1346 everything else looks okay wow. Ian, Ian Cole led them with 21 21 21 minutes 21 seconds I mean it was spaced out which is going to happen when you have a blowout you're yeah. you know yep um
1: that's shocking.
0: Uh, Burakovsky had more time on ice than Nate at thirteen fifty one. Rantanen only had thirteen eleven. Yeah, it, I mean it's Whoa. so so they're they're already starting the resting period for these yeah, guys. Yeah, I guess so. In game, we're starting the resting period. So, um, all right, man. I mean, I, you could not ask for a better start to the playoffs for for these guys, even including the the round robin tournament. Like you you took. Yeah. Uh, Vegas to overtime it went the way it went whatever um, people were screaming like oh, I'd rather have the coyotes anyway I was of the mindset of I didn't really care but um, they 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 took care of what they had to take care of and, and I'm yeah. just so happy about that it didn't go the distance of seven games and the stressful thing of man we are so much better than that team what the hell are they doing like hanging around with yeah. us and, I, and, and sometimes you get that in sports. You know, it's just, it's going to happen. Um, but at least for this series, uh, the team that was head and shoulders above the other team came out on top in absolutely dominating fashion. So what's your last thoughts on this series and going forward?
1: This series is exactly what we needed, especially coming out of a seemingly endless pause to play. We really didn't know what team we were going to be looking at how the pause and the break would affect us. Yeah. A completely healthy team. I mean, it puts some of that concern on the back of our mind and we see what we can be going forward. Um, Like I said, it's going to be tempo. And I really don't want to have to play Vancouver and hear Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes every night. Oh, that's
0: all it's going to be, man. I really don't want to have to deal with Uh, that. Yes. Yeah. And then – whoever wins that series will have miraculously won the Calder trophy. Like it goes hand in hand, but you, you are going to hear it. And I'm Hopefully not pulling
1: only. for St. Louis. So whatever happens to that series yeah, just yeah, happened, yeah. but I don't want to play Vancouver.
0: All right. Well, uh, I can almost guarantee you, we will see you again throughout these playoffs, but thank you again for coming on.
1: Absolutely. And
0: uh, tell the masses where to find you again. At
1: Shaggy Von Doom on Twitter. Yep. Also, Mile High Sticking. Yep, the editorials and the Why Not Us series. So come check like. it out.
0: All right, man. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. And uh, really quickly, uh, during the break, I Kyle and I were looking at the the standings in the bracket. So the only team that the Avalanche cannot play in the next round is the Calgary Flames. Calgary is a six seed, which is the worst uh, remaining seed. So if they were to win and win the series against Dallas, they would immediately play Vegas. We would be left with the second worst seed, which would be the remaining teams, which would be Dallas, St. Louis, Vancouver. So if Dallas wins, Dallas is up 3-2 to two in the series. If Dallas wins... All bets are off. That's who we play because that that would mean the remaining teams remaining seeds are four and five in St. Louis and Vancouver and Vegas throughout the playoffs will play the worst seed possible or the worst seed remaining. And that immediately would be St. Louis or Vancouver if Dallas wins. So it's pretty much that if Dallas wins, all bets are off. That's who we face. If Calgary wins that series, then we play the winner of St. Louis-Vancouver. Hope that makes sense. So, um, But we will wait and see because those series are not done yet. Unless, well, who's playing tonight? Yeah, or last night, now that you're listening to this. Tonight, Dallas and Calgary play. So we'll have an answer to that question after tonight. All right, that's going to be it for today. Great job, Avalanche. We are proud of you. Um and keep this ship going. So it's going to be it. Hope you enjoyed that series. And uh, if you guys want to be on the show, get a hold of me, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. We'll have you on after a game. That'll be it for today. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go!